Are you or someone you love struggling with type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes? Then you are going to want to stay tuned through my upcoming four-part series on reversing diabetes naturally. I've got lots of great info, tips, and tricks coming your way, including part one, it starts with food. This is all about what to eat, the best way of eating, for reversing diabetes and prediabetes, and why this works so well, and how to begin to implement these life-changing recommendations. And then there's part two, digestion and diabetes. What digestive issues often worsen diabetes? Why improving your digestive functioning is one of the crucial keys to reversing diabetes? And how to begin to fix your digestion to help reverse diabetes? Part three, is improving immunity. What immune problems are often the root cause of diabetes? We're gonna talk about that and about why fixing these problems are so necessary for reversing diabetes. And then we'll talk about how to strengthen your immune system to help reverse diabetes. (laughs) And then part four, taking care of toxins. What are toxins? And why is clearing toxins so essential for reversing diabetes? We're going to talk about that. And we're also going to look at how to effectively boost your body's natural detoxification processes. But today, in part one, we're going to talk about food and how to use food to reverse and prevent diabetes. Welcome to episode 39 of Ask Dr. Emily, a weekly podcast where we explore the what, the why, and the how of health issues from a holistic perspective. We'll talk about the signs and symptoms to look out for, the root causes of various health conditions, and the most effective and doable solutions for addressing them. Each episode will empower you with knowledge and inspire you towards achieving outstanding health naturally. So first, what is diabetes? Well, to answer this important question in depth, check out my post and podcast, What is Diabetes? But here's the Cliff Notes version. Diabetes is a disease that is fundamentally about blood sugar management. It's when the body is struggling to maintain the blood sugar at the optimal level of about 85 milligrams per deciliter when fasting and at or under 120 milligrams per deciliter in the one to two hours after meals. Problems with blood sugar management are, at their core, because of insulin resistance. Now, insulin is a hormone which is in charge of getting excess sugar out of your blood where it's harmful and into your cells where it can be used as fuel. Insulin resistance is a condition where the body's cells stop listening to insulin signal to open up and let the blood sugar in, which then causes blood sugar levels to become chronically elevated because it's stuck in the blood, right? It's not going into your cells where it belongs. Okay, with that groundwork laid, let's dive into the very first thing to do to start reversing diabetes naturally. Now, quick little caution here. If you are on any medications, check with your doctor first before proceeding with any of the following recommendations. All right, so it starts with food. Because diabetes is essentially a problem of too much sugar in your blood, one of the primary aggravators of type 2 diabetes and prediabetes is a diet that is too rich in sugars. 
Makes sense, right? Sugars are also known as carbohydrates. So reducing sugar, carbohydrate, consumption is one of the most effective ways of reversing diabetes naturally. And it is the place to start. For many people with blood sugar management issues, this one change is all that's needed to get things under control once and for all. That's what I did. And for everyone struggling with their blood sugar, this must be their first step. Because without reducing carbohydrate intake adequately, diabetes will almost always continue to rage on and gradually get worse and worse, causing all sorts of other health issues to worsen with it, no matter what else you do. So, the most effective change you can make when working on reducing your carbohydrate intake to naturally reverse diabetes is to drastically reduce your consumption of the three biggest offenders as soon as possible. So that means minimizing one, caloric sweeteners, two, all flour products, and three, liquid calories. These items tend to not only have the highest carbohydrate content, but they contain carbs that are very quickly absorbed, which tends to skyrocket your blood sugar and make blood sugar management problems worse. So let's look at each of these in detail. Number one, caloric sweeteners. These are the sweeteners that are typically food derived and they contain lots of calories and not many other nutrients. In other words, they tend to be quite nutrient poor. Whereas what we want overall is to focus on nutrient dense foods in order to optimize health. Now it doesn't really matter which sweeteners you choose. They all raise blood sugar too much, too fast in most people, and especially in people with type 2 diabetes or prediabetes. So step one for reversing diabetes naturally is to drastically reduce your intake of all caloric sweeteners and eventually move to eliminating them all completely most of the time. Now, of course, there are those special occasions when you are more likely to go off plan and celebrate with some treats, like a birthday or an anniversary, but those are infrequent, and it's best to keep special occasion treats special by keeping them infrequent. Saturdays, or weekends, on the other hand, are not special occasions. <laughs> so, what are the caloric sweeteners I'm referring to? Many of them are very common and familiar, but many others that are often in packaged foods go by various names that may not be as easily recognizable. So here's a list of the many names of caloric sweeteners to be on the lookout for and to minimize and eventually mostly avoid. 56 names for sugar. Barley malt, Barbados sugar, beet sugar, brown sugar, buttered syrup, cane juice, cane sugar, caramel, corn syrup, corn syrup solids, confectioner's sugar, carob syrup, castor sugar, date sugar, dehydrated cane juice, demerara, dextran, dextrose, diastatic malt, diatase, ethyl maltol, free-flowing brown sugars, that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> Fructose, fruit juice, fruit juice concentrate, galactose, glucose, glucose solids, golden sugar, golden syrup, 
grape sugar, high fructose corn syrup, really bad guy, honey, icing sugar, invert sugar, lactose, malt, maltodextrin, maltose, malt syrup, mannitol, maple syrup, molasses, muscovado, panocha, or panoka, not sure how to say that actually, powdered sugar, raw sugar, refiner's syrup, rice syrup, sorbitol, sorghum syrup, sucrose, sugar, granulated, treacle, turbinado, and yellow sugar. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to guess that you probably didn't memorize that list, right? Just from listening to me say it once. So you can check the show notes for a um, an infographic with that whole list um, that you can save and print out if you want to. Oh, those are the caloric sweeteners. What about non-caloric sweeteners? Well, there's this whole other category of sweeteners to watch out for and avoid, and that's the non-caloric sweeteners. These can be of a natural origin, like stevia or monk fruit, for instance, which are plant-based, plant-derived, or they can be artificial and man-made and chemically derived. These are ones such as aspartame, Splenda, erythritol, xylitol, and allulose. The problems with these sweeteners are different than the problems with caloric sweeteners. Well, they're different in part. They're sort of the same and partly different. So non-caloric sweeteners still taste sweet. Obviously, that's the whole point. (laughs) Um, So they still stimulate an insulin response in the body. So in that way, they're the same. And and that's problematic all on its own. But with non-caloric sweeteners, there's no corresponding caloric intake to follow up that insulin response. So the insulin that is produced by the sweet taste stimulating it then acts on sugar that's already in your blood. Well, this sounds like it could be a good thing, right? Stimulate insulin and lower blood sugar. Isn't that our whole goal? Not exactly. One of the primary underlying issues, as I mentioned before, with diabetes is insulin resistance, where your cells no longer respond appropriately to insulin signal to open up and take blood sugar in. And stimulating the production of more insulin with sweet and starchy foods makes this underlying problem worse. So to reverse and truly heal diabetes, we must fix the underlying insulin resistance. And to do that, we need to minimize the stimulation of insulin, period. So whether they're caloric or non-caloric, natural or artificial, your first and most important step towards reversing and preventing type 2 diabetes and prediabetes is reducing your intake of all sweeteners. Does this feel daunting to you? Well, that's understandable. Just start small. Every day, or every few days, reduce the amount of sweetener you use by tiny, almost unnoticeable increments. This will give your body time to adjust without freaking out and causing a major backlash of sweet craving. But what if you're the type of person who prefers to rip the bandaid off and dive headfirst into the deep end of the pool? Well, this is one of those instances where I'd rather you didn't do that. Slow and steady wins the race. Because 
there's a very strong impact that sweeteners have on all aspects of our bodies. So you're really better off taking your time with this reduction process. Okay, so now let's talk about the next item on the must be reduced list, and that's flour products. And what do I mean by flour products and what's the problem with them? Flour is obtained by grinding nuts and seeds, including cereal grains, which are a type of seed, into millions of teeny tiny pieces. And when I say flour products, what I'm referring to are the many, many foods that contain flour of any kind, including pasta, crackers, breads, muffins, scones, pancakes, waffles, cakes, cookies, etc. When you take a nut or a seed and you grind it up to make flour, a few things happen, none of which are good for you. First, the grinding exposes the nut or seed to heat, which degrades some of the nutrients and oils contained in it, making it less nutritious and more inflammatory. Second, the grinding turns the whole nut or seed into those thousands of tiny pieces of flour, each of which then has a surface area that is exposed to oxygen. And exposure to oxygen, this is called oxidation, then causes the flour to start to degrade more rapidly. So again, losing more nutrient value, yeah, losing more nutrients and making it more inflammatory. So same problems with the heat, but then some more. And then third, all those teeny tiny pieces that make up flour, when you eat them, because they are so tiny, they are very quickly digested and turned directly into sugar in your body, which makes blood sugar go faster and higher, stimulates the more insulin, which at this unit is not a good thing. So reduce inflammation and oxidation, lowering lower blood sugar and insulin, and prevent diabetes, as well as improve overall health. Reducing and ideally eliminating your consumption of flour products is your very vital step two. Now, if this sounds even more daunting than step one, I feel you. Flour products are everywhere and they're in everything, right? So reducing your intake, it's not easy, but it is an effort well worth making, both for reversing diabetes and for overall health. And like with reducing sweeteners, the key to success is take your time. Start with removing flour products and sweeteners from your mornings, since insulin production is highest in the morning, and reducing these items in the morning will help level out your blood sugar and reduce cravings, and it'll improve mood and energy as a bonus throughout the day. Now, happily, there are a few exceptions to the no flour product rule, which will help you in your efforts to minimize flour products in your life. So these are all best when you grind them yourself into nut or seed meal, which is very quick and easy to do, I promise. And then either use them right away or store them in the fridge in well-sealed glass containers with minimal airspace inside, since that helps to minimize oxidation and nutrient loss. The first and best choice is macadamia nuts. Due to their high fat content, and the stable, healthy nature of the fats in macadamia nuts, 
These are a healthy option for making baked goods, such as my clean keto macadamia nut bread. The second runner-up is coconut flour. Rich in blood sugar regulating fiber and containing good fats and a decent dose of protein, coconut flour is a healthy, healthy health enhancing choice for most people. But watch out if you have digestive issues because the fiber in coconut flour can be irritating for some people. And third, due to their healthy omega 6 to 3 ratios, and relatively low carb contents, there are a few additional healthy choices for nut and seed flours, also known as nut meals, that you can use to make baked goods. And those are walnuts, flax seeds, hemp seeds, and chia seeds. These can be used to make crackers, breads, muffins, among other things, and they can be a big help in filling the gap left by taking out most other flour products while at the same time improving blood sugar, insulin sensitivity, mood, energy, and always my goal, overall health. All right, number three, liquid calories. So another lever you can pull to improve all those things is to avoid liquid calories. And this is because they cause a big burst of easily digested calories, which leads to a big burst of insulin stimulation. And as we've been talking about already, you do not want those happening anytime, but especially when you have blood sugar management issues like diabetes and prediabetes. But what do I mean by liquid calories? Well, basically any beverage that has calories in it. Sweet beverages are the biggest offenders. And that's because the sweet flavor and the sugars, carbohydrates, bump up insulin production and blood sugar the most. But sadly, all liquid calories are problematic. That includes all types of sodas, juices, smoothies, and milks. Dairy, nut, seed, you name it. This includes cream. Happily, once again, we do have a couple of exceptions to make things a bit easier. First, again, Macadamia nuts are a super healthy option, and they make a delicious milk that is a tasty, satisfying, and healthy option in place of all other milks. Your best bet, as with most things, is to make your own, and it is super quick and easy to do. I've got a recipe on my website. Check it out. Um, but to save time, you can also buy it ready-made. Just watch out for additives like guar gum and xanthan gum that might be problematic for you. Some people are fine with them. Some people, it bothers them. So just watch out for that. Second, for juices and smoothies, if you make them low carb with mainly greens and herbs and spices like mint, ginger, turmeric, and use no fruit other than lemon or lime, then they're a decent way to get a boost of easily absorbed nutrients without too much blood sugar and insulin stimulation. If you're keen on this idea, but you don't really have the time or are having trouble coming up with tasty recipes that fill the bill, then there's a product called Paleo Greens, check my uh, show notes for a link, that are quick, easy, and a fairly palatable option. You just add the Paleo Greens powder to water to taste and bam, your low-carb, nutrient-dense green drink is ready to go. Just takes a minute. 
Another option in the greens only uh, keto, keto juice category <laughs> is farmer's juice. And they have uh, several different flavors that are really good, really low carb, really nutrient dense, all really clean, wonderful stuff. Farmersjuice.com, check them out. All right, so what's next? Once you've gotten the hang of minimizing your intake of sweeteners and flour products and liquid calories, you will almost certainly be seeing a noticeable improvement in your blood sugar control as well as your overall health. And you'll likely also see reduced inflammation and pain, improved energy and mood, and a whole bunch of other benefits. So when you're ready to take things a little further, working on replacing more carby fruits and veggies with lower carb fruits and veggies is your next step. So this means focusing more on berries and low carb citrus, that's lemon, lime, and grapefruit, and less on other types of fruits, and then more on lower carb vegetables rather than the higher carb ones. For a detailed color-coded chart of a wide variety of fruits and vegetables and their carb content, so you can get a better idea of which ones to focus on, check out my low-carb fruit and veg cheat sheet on my website uh, in the under products and services. So um, the, ne the next thing I want to talk about, um, your next big tool <clears throat> related to food for reversing and preventing diabetes is intermittent fasting. Now, all by itself, intermittent fasting is an incredibly powerful and effective way to reduce insulin stimulation and improve insulin sensitivity and blood sugar management. And it has tons of other benefits too. For more detailed information on the what, the why, and the how of intermittent fasting, check out my guide on my website, dremilyfranklin.com. You can begin to implement intermittent fasting at the same time that you are working on the dietary changes that I just outlined. Or you can wait and start IF once you have your food changes well under your belt. Or... If you're not quite ready to tackle the food part yet, well, then you can start with IF and take on the food changes later. But whichever order you decide to do things in, when you begin IF, that's intermittent fasting, <laughs> I recommend that you do the same as with dietary changes. Take your time. Some people like to dive headfirst into IF and go straight to a long fasting window and a short eating window, like 18 hours of fasting and 6 hours of eating. And this works fine for some people. But for most people, a gradual approach is a lot more manageable and it's gentler on your body, which means it'll be easier to stick with and will be less likely to trigger big cravings for naughty foods. So what I suggest is that you gradually increase your fasting time by making your first caloric intake a little later each day or your last caloric intake a little earlier each day, bit by bit. When you're working on fixing blood sugar regulation issues, this measured approach is what I have found to be the most successful for most people. And for optimum results, your ultimate goal is to get to at least 16 hours of daily fasting. 
And if you have more than 10 pounds of excess body fat that you want to lose, then aiming for 18 to 19 hours of fasting a day and or doing alternate day fasting, which is a longer fast one day and a shorter fast the next and repeat, those are your best bet. Do be careful though if you have thyroid issues or if you need to build more muscle or bone density like osteopenia for these conditions don't fast longer than 18 hours very often and if you're at all unsure about whether intermittent fasting is advisable for you or again if you're on any medications check with your healthcare providers first before starting intermittent fasting or become a patient of mine if you aren't already and let's you and I discuss it so summing up today you've learned the first and most important steps to take to begin to reverse and prevent diabetes and prediabetes using food. Those steps are reduce your intake of sweeteners, flour products, and liquid calories. Switch from higher carb to lower carb fruits and vegetables and begin intermittent fasting. Now, in part two of this series on reversing diabetes naturally, I dive into the link between digestion and diabetes and share which digestive issues often worsen diabetes, why improving your digestive functioning is one of the crucial keys to reversing diabetes, and how to begin to fix your digestion so that you can reverse diabetes. Now, would you like more personalized one-on-one guidance for reversing and preventing diabetes naturally? Great! Then schedule yourself an initial inquiry phone call with me. This is a free 30-minute phone call, and it gives us a chance to talk about your health issues and your goals and see if we feel like we're a good fit. So that's it for today, and until next time, eat well, be well, and enjoy.